Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. So today we're going to talk about the use of one particular drug which has been suggested as being useful in helping patients who are having difficulty with their IVF cycles in terms of the numbers of eggs and the quality of the eggs. And that hormone is growth hormone. It's uh, sold in this country as Sisal and it costs around $1,500 for a course of treatment which is a series of injections at the same time as the FSH injections during stimulation of the cycle. So it's a lot of money to be paying for something unless it really is proven to work. The theory behind the use of growth hormone is that this compound occurs naturally in the body and its role is to promote the growth of cells and the metabolism of cells and therefore plays an important part in basic metabolism. Growth hormone is what makes us grow during puberty. It's why we go from being children to adults in terms of height. It's all about the growth hormone. But it's more than just the growth of the bones. It does affect all cells in one way or another. We also know that growth hormone levels decline with time. And as you get older, the levels are lower. So people thought there might be the possibility that growth hormone or lack of it might be contributing to poor egg quality. So that was the theory upon which people started to play around with growth hormone during an IVF cycle. With all new therapies, what should happen, rather than just giving them on the basis of a theory, there should be randomised controlled trials to show that if a patient takes this medication compared with patients who don't take this medication, that you get a better result and then it's good to use the medication. The problem has been that there have been no large studies with growth hormone in a randomised controlled manner. There are two or three small studies with a handful of patients in each arm of the study Uh, One, I think, showed very modest impact and the other one showing no effect. However, there are many doctors out there who are prescribing it in particular situations of poor IVF outcomes and claiming that the next cycle was much better because they had growth hormone. Unfortunately, there's something called return to the mean. So what that means is that from one cycle to the next, nature will tend to push towards an average. So you can have a poor cycle one month and be a good cycle the next, just as you could have a very good, an extremely good cycle one month and have a poor cycle the next. Nature works towards the mean. So the only way of really proving that a drug works or an adjuvant works in a treatment cycle is, the, is a properly managed 
randomized control study. And for growth hormone, really they d that doesn't exist. So in my view, the use of growth hormone is still very much uncertain. And if you've got uncertainty, why spend $1,500 that probably does no good at all? Now, that's my view, and perhaps I'm biased. I know some of my colleagues who prescribe lots of extra things do use growth hormone to some extent in desperation. The situations that they would use them in would be the older woman who produces one or two eggs, the 40-year-old woman who, despite all the FSH in the world, produces one or two eggs. Using growth hormone in that scenario hopefully produces more eggs, but as I've said already, women vary from cycle to cycle, particularly the older patient. Time and time again, I'll get one, one follicle in a patient this cycle, and next cycle I'll get four or five. And then in another cycle after that, I might get two. It's a very variable feast. Obviously, if you use growth hormone in that cycle and, you got, and it was the one you got five follicles, you'll blame the growth hormone. But it's not. It's just nature. The other group of patients where growth hormone has been used is where you get good numbers of eggs, but the quality of those eggs in terms of fertilisation is low. There is no evidence that growth hormone helps in that scenario. It's really only possibly in the poor responder, the one with only one or two eggs, where it might play a part. So in general, I would not have prescribed growth hormone in my last two years of treating patients with infertility, because I don't believe in it. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website, www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1800 111483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au.